Hello, my name is Adrian Goldberg and welcome to the latest episode of the Coronavirus Stories podcast. This time, the uplifting tale of a small football club with a big heart, Nairn County FC. My eye was taken by a tweet in which the club contradicted Bill Shankly's famous dictum that football isn't a matter of life and death. It's much more important than that. Of course, it isn't, and Nairn understand that. And as you'll hear, they take their responsibility to their community seriously. Hi, Adrian. My name is Ian Finlayson. Um, I am the club secretary of Nairn County FC up in the, the Highlands of Scotland. And if people don't know exactly where Nairn is, give us um, some geographical sense. Go to, up to Inverness, which is the quite close to the top of the, the country, uh, and go left. So we're left of Nessie, put it that way. <laughs> so very, very far north in a UK context, yeah? yeah pretty far, pretty far. <laughs> and you put out a tweet pointing out that, that Nairn County Football Club, despite the coronavirus, will continue to be able to pay its players. Why did you do that? Well, our league shut down um, last week, last Thursday. The Highland League is, is suspended with no um, no date to recommence. And I'd, I'd put out an initial statement last week saying, just keeping fans informed to say that the, the league shut down, there's no football for the foreseeable, but we'll keep you in touch with any developments. And... Then obviously I reached out to our to our committee, and we had a chat about what we're doing going forward. So, really, the statement and the tweet that came out last night was just a local thing to keep our fans informed of what was happening at the club. That we're in the immediate future. Nobody can tell what's going to happen with us in the long term, but in the the immediate future, we'll be able to meet our our bills and to to pay our players wages which is really important but we also wanted to see if we could do something else to to help the the community that have helped us so that that's where the the statement came from and what else can you do for the community do you think well well we had a long think about that now we at the club we we put a little bit of cash aside now into what we call an emergency fund or or what's referred to as the rainy day fund up here. And that's, we've had our financial troubles in the past and we know what it's like. We know how hard that is. Uh, And we wanted to have something that would just help us avoid the dark days that we've had in the past. So we were able to use that, to draw on that fund to, to help us. Uh, pay the wages and pay the bills and whatnot. Uh, but we've also thought our community, our our fans, the businesses of Nairn and the surrounding area, they're the ones who have kept us going in hard times. They're the ones who have who've helped us, who've sponsored us, who've raised money for us, who've paid money at the gate and, and shouted us on. So... They're the ones that are suffering at this moment. They're the ones who are losing jobs and losing businesses. So we look to see if we could help. Now we do, we can't help much. We don't we don't have a lot of money. We don't we're no by no means a rich club. So what we've done 
is that we've looked at the costs for the coming season, for next season. Things like washing the strips, the tapes, the socks, the lotions that we need for the boys, the the expenses you would expect at any club. And we've looked to see what we can pay forward in advance so that our our suppliers will get the money immediately. It's not a, an extra expense for us. It's just bringing it forward by about six months. So they've got that money immediately, and that might help them over the tough period in the, in the next few months. So that's what we decided to do. Yeah, just a little bit of consideration for the community, hard-pressed as every community in the UK is at the moment, paying upfront for the things that you know you're going to need, but able to pay because you've managed your finances wisely. We've just we've just been a bit careful, is what we've been, and we're in a position to do it, so, so why wouldn't we do it? The, the other things that we're able to do, we've no football to report on at the moment. We've our first team's down now. Youth teams are all down. So we've nothing to put on social media, aside from the fact that, that we are not playing football. So we thought, why not use the social media that we have to advertise local businesses that we can help? So to local hospitality especially, but all the other sponsors, to say how how you could help these firms, uh, perhaps booking in advance for for meals, perhaps buying vouchers from the different shops of none that could help. So we can use social media for that. So we're going to try and do a few each day uh, just to try and give them a bit of publicity to try and sum up some sales for them that way. You talk about dark days in the past then. So what has happened to Nairn previously? I guess every football support, every club has its dark days. None were a very successful club. 10 years ago, we had a fantastic sponsor who ploughed a lot of money into us and they were with us for the best part of 20 years. But that that sponsor had to withdraw and we lost, in the space of a week, We at that time we lost our main sponsor. Uh, unfortunately, the chairman, the vice chairman, and about half the committee also stood down at that point as well. They, they felt they had served the time, uh, which meant that... When the committee, which, which I'm a part of, really came in, there was a, a very large wage bill and there was no means to pay these bills or wages. So within the first few weeks of our administration, uh, we had to appoint a, a new chairman, Donald, who's been fantastic for us. But the first thing we were doing, along with our new director of football, Graham, was talking to players about how we weren't able to meet our wage bill and would they consider taking severe wage cuts and on minimum wage to allow us to, to survive as a club. So we had to do that. But at that point, in that dark hour when we were <laughs> we, we were only ever weeks away from well, week away from going out of business at that time, we had to go to the community and we had to go to the, the people of Nairn and, and be completely honest and say we need help, and we will go out of business if we if we don't get help. And the community of Nairn, which is a small community, it's only about well, 18,000 people, they stood up and they helped us and they raised funds and they, they sponsored us. And they, we had people climbing Ben Nevis and walking the West Island Way and 
the local chip shop had a great uh, venture with music in the streets and cheap fish and chips, which raised lots of money for us. And there was a fundraiser from the fans, an online fundraiser, which raised close to £4,000 in the space of a week. And that enabled us to keep going. So you remember that. And you, you make sure that those dark days don't come again as much as you can through your administration of the club. But when it comes to days like this, uh, when the, the community is affected and and people are facing redundancies and businesses that built up are falling, you, we have a, a debt to pay there. We've got a commitment to pay. And that's, that's why we're, we're trying to do what we can. Yeah, well, I've got to say, Ian, your vision of the football club has been at the at the heart of the community as a force for good in the community is very close to my idea of what a football club should be, and not only clubs in small communities like Nairn, but more generally as well. And you'll, you'll be aware that both south of the border and in Scotland as well, many clubs live beyond their means, partly because they're desperate to get to the highest levels in England to get into the to get into the Premier League. In in your case, though, be, perhaps because you've had that that history of of nearly going bust, you've obviously kept a canny eye on the finances. Just give me a sense of what your wage bill is like and how much it costs to come and watch you and what crowds are like in there. Our wage bill each month is in the low thousands. Very low thousands. We have a playing squad of what, around 22 at the moment. And we've got a fantastic manager who who's always worked within his budget and, and has, has been very a, a great custodian of that. In terms of crowds, well, we average around 200 to... Between 200 and 300 for the, for the home game. If we have a, a local derby game against a... Our local rivals, Vanessa Clark or, or Forest Mechanics, will be up to about, hopefully, 300, 350. But if it's a, a game which involves a lot of travel, and bearing in mind the, the Highland League covers an area that's bigger than Belgium, they, <laughs> they, they can travel long distances for games. So some games, there's not a lot of travelling fans. And a cold Wednesday night in the Highlands in the middle of one is only for diehards. The cost to come in, it costs what, £10 for, for adults, £7 for concessions. And we also have the deal where under-13s can come in for free as long as they're accompanied by a, by a paying adult. So you try and do things like that to, to build your friends. And do you think when you look at big-time football, both in Scotland, as I say, and in, in England, do you think there is a lesson to be learned here, living within your means? And if you can't afford more, well, that's just how it has to be sometimes. Yeah, and that's really the ethos which we've lived by these, these past four or five years. We would we would love to... Well, maybe that's not, that's not quite right. We'd love to have the ability to to buy well, the wonderful, expensive players and be able to do that. And in the past, we did have that, and perhaps we learned a lesson. Uh, but these days, the, the players we have, they come to our club because, well, first they're, they're good footballers, but they're, most of them are local boys from the local way there, so they know us and they, 
they've attended games and they've grown up with the club. Or the boys that that want to play football and they'll know they'll get a chance with us. Um, so they'll they'll come along. And I, I think because we've got a team that's like that, the bond with the, the supporters that come in is, is that bit tighter. The uh, with larger clubs, listen, I'm a I'm a secretary in Arne County. Everybody in Arne County is a volunteer. I say the only people that get paid are the uh, the players and the the management team. Everybody else is a volunteer. They do it for the the love of the club. If you go up the leagues and you, you see the bigger clubs. Of course, there's love for the club there from the fans, but it's a it's a different world to the ones that we exist in. Uh, if you ask me about if I think the club should exist within their means, absolutely, I, I do because I think it's a a duty of care to to the fans and to the the people that will come after this to to run the club. Mm. And in terms of dealing with coronavirus then just uh, explain to me how that has impacted upon the community of Nairn obviously you're trying to do your bit by promoting local businesses and funding local businesses into the future but more generally how is it impacting upon the community um a couple of things though um firstly the full impact of us of it on us I, I don't think has hit yet because we're we're quite a remote part of the country and we have a limited amount of cases. But the the restrictions and the, the necessary restrictions which are being um, placed upon everybody in the country means that people are scared and they're worried and they're concerned about what might happen. So obviously it's just the same in any other part of the country. People are not going out to the shops or the restaurants, they're staying in, they're trying not to travel by public transport unless they need to. And that's a difficult thing up here because lots of people rely on public transport to get around. With the, which means the impact on, especially the hospitality sector up here, which is huge in terms of tourism, is, is cataclysmic. As businesses have had every booking that they've had for the the next few months cancelled uh, because of the the fear and the restrictions that are upon us, so nobody knows what's going to happen in terms of the next few months. Where we'll be, whether this will just be a two or three months thing, or whether six months down the line we'll be in the same boat. Um, so the impact upon local business uh, is is huge, which is why I. Why I say it puts football into perspective. It means kicking a ball around the park as much as everybody loves it has compared to somebody losing their job or business doesn't amount to a hill of beans. No, well, it was interesting in the statement, in the tweet you put out, you quoted Bill Shankly's uh, famous quote that football's not a game of life and death. It's more important than that. I think Shankly had his tongue in his cheek when he said that. He's a, he was an intelligent he knew it wasn't and and clearly it isn't Um, but listen I wish you all the best I can't wait for football to start again as a massive football fan and 
I, I hope one day to come and see a game at Nairn County and I'll, I'll be staying in touch with you over the coming weeks. So please let us know if there are any other developments, Ian. But good luck to you and, and all the fans of Nairn County. But, well, thank you very much for the, the opportunity and thanks for talking to us. Um, apologies to Liverpool fans, by the way. I'm a huge uh, Shankly fan. Didn't mean any disrespect. And just listen, if I can say to people, just take care out there, stay safe, and do what you can for people. And uh, We'll get there. We'll be back kicking the ball. (laughs) Thanks very much. Ian Finlayson of Nairn County FC. And don't forget, if you've got a coronavirus story to share, just drop me an email to goldbergradio at gmail.com. And you can follow this podcast on my Twitter account, at Goldberg Radio. Thanks for listening and stay safe.